0: Our reading for today comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 22, verse 34 to 46, and this will be the focus of our meditation today. So if you would, please join me either in opening up your own Bible or listening along to the scripture reading now. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him, a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He, Jesus, said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. Jesus said to them, how is it then that David by the spirit calls him Lord, saying the Lord said to my lord sit at my right hand until i put your enemies under your feet if david thus calls him lord how can he be his son no one was able to give him an answer nor from that day did anyone dare ask him being jesus any more questions friends this is the word of the lord thanks be to god if you would now please join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we ask that as your scripture is read and as your word is proclaimed, that the meditations of our hearts and minds may be pleasing and acceptable to you, that they allow us to see the world a new way, to be your hands and your feet in this life and faith we share together. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I one time read a letter to the IRS and I received a letter in return but before I tell you that story let's take a look at the passage for today we find that once again Jesus is face to face with his adversaries his opponents and they're trying to trap him they're trying to put him in a hard place trying to trip Jesus up in what he says we for some reason, take some kind of pleasure in doing that, I think. Whether it's because we're self-centered or we want to see someone fail, we try to preserve ourselves over others and our power, our roles, by trying to trip other people up, which hurts our relationships with them. Loving our neighbor should be simple. It should be simple, but we make it complicated. Why can't we love our neighbors as ourselves? Or what keeps us from loving them the way Christ has loved us? If we were to look at our human tendencies, it seems as though we invest a lot of energy, a lot of energy into tearing one another down instead of building each other up. And we we like this so much, or I don't know if like's the right word, but we invest so much into it that we're even willing to team up with people who we don't like to accomplish our misdeeds. As the old saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Because we find that in this reading for today that the Sadducees and the Pharisees weren't buddy-buddy with each other. They didn't necessarily like each other. They stood on opposite theological spectrums. But both... Had similar goals. They wanted to try and trick Jesus. As we too find that we're willing to make compromises in order to accomplish our own misdeeds. When we're challenged or feel wronged or find that there's something we don't like, we lash out, often in unjust manners, often hurting people who are innocent, people who had no role in what was going on. And innocent people or parties get hurt. You know, I was watching an interesting documentary about taxes. I know my life is so exciting that I can watch a documentary on taxes. But in this documentary, it was talking about the people whose only job is to process the checks that came by mail. And it showed these collectors, these tax collectors, who remember or tell stories of people sending them all sorts of things in their envelopes, some with torn up checks, some that were accompanied by hate letters or filled with glitter or other things. Envelopes even filled with nails or razor blades. Things that really make you question, for a moment, the goodness of humanity. Our failure to love one another is a failure to love God. Our failure to love one another is a failure to love God. Or to put it another way, our love or lack of love for God will be made manifest. It will take on a physical form and reveal how we treat others, which is, I think, a frightening thought to think that our lack of love for God will also impact our lack of love or will show in our lack of love for others. Our relationships are both horizontal and vertical in nature. Horizontal meaning, you know, those relationships we have with one another people-to-people kind of interactions. And vertical meaning how we then take those people-to-people, the horizontal, and relate them to God, and relate ourselves to God in that vertical manner. How we love God will impact how we love our neighbors, and how we love our neighbors will, like I said, impact our love or affect our love of God. And it's this ever-flowing continuum that goes back and forth, ebbs, and flows. And when that balance is not achieved well we see that it has a devastating consequence but i think it's in these vertical and horizontal relationships where we find hope hope for restoration hope of renewal hope for ourselves in those relationships the heavenly and the secular realms overlap each other to reveal our attitudes towards god of course they do But they also remind us of the ultimate gift of love that we find in the hope and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, who models this perfect love, this love of neighbor, love of God, in a ministry that was made flesh, in a ministry where Jesus walked in our footsteps, knows what it was like to be with us in a way that we will soon remember this Advent season that's coming up, where we remember God, or look forward to God who will be with us, God who was for us, God who shows us the way of life everlasting. You know, today is also Reformation Sunday, a day where we remember those Reformers who really changed the landscape of Christianity in Europe and around the world. And from this reformation, those early reformers, we have this beautiful Latin phrase, which you may have heard me say, Ecclesia Reformata sempre Reformanda, the church reformed, always reforming. We are a people who are always being changed, always being transformed. Those vertical, those horizontal relationships are always unfolding. They're always being revealed to us in new ways by the grace of the Holy Spirit, which should give us hope, should give us encouragement to serve as a source of inspiration for the things that we can do together with one another. Jesus continues to overturn our expectations, continues to overturn our preconceived notions about one another, our biases towards one another. And as Christ continues to overturn them, he transforms them as well. For all the times that we have tried or attempted to limit the scope of love, Jesus swoops in to expand our ability to love, expand our capacity, or at the very least take us kicking and screaming and setting us on the path we need to be heading to walk with one another, to embrace our neighbors in the love That we have also received from God. I think it will take. Well. We should believe. That it takes an act of love. To inspire love. To be love. To live as love made incarnate by Jesus Christ. As Christ has modeled for us. We should make loving our neighbor a priority. We should make loving our neighbor a priority. That. Is good news, the good news of the gospel. And if we love more and if we believe in that love, we will embody it with sincerity and authenticity. You know, I was talking about that documentary about the IRS collectors. And a few years ago, I wrote a check to pay my quarterly taxes. I had to look up actually how to write a check. I decided though this time around that I would also include a letter of kindness. Because after seeing that documentary about the hate-filled mail these people, these civil servants often receive, I thought it would be kind to send a letter of affirmation or empathy, however you want to categorize it. I didn't think about it after I sent it. It's just one of those things you mail out. And I had completely forgotten about it. Until one day I checked my mailbox and saw I had a piece of mail from the IRS, to which I immediately thought, oh no, (laughs) did I forget to pay my taxes? Instead, though, it was a response of thanks for sending a kind word to the civil servants who help keep our country running. It takes an act of love. It will take an act of love from each of us to make a difference. Friends, love changes us. Love changes us and love will change us. And that's a promise made by Jesus if we are willing to trust in that vision. Our hearts may be hardened now, but they will be broken and reformed very soon, we pray. As Dr. King in a sermon once said this, that love has within it a redemptive power. And there is power there that eventually transforms individuals. So how will we be transformed? How will we anticipate this good news? And how will we incorporate it into our daily lives? I think we need to ask ourselves, what is it we need to let go of in order to love our neighbors? Think about that for a moment. What do we need to let go of in order to love our neighbors? Is it our pride? Is it ill feelings we may harbor towards them for whatever reason? Perhaps we don't agree with what they believe. What do we need to release into the arms of Christ who will carry those burdens for us? Those things that separate us and need healing. What do we need to let go of in order to love our neighbors? Loving our neighbors as ourselves is only as hard as we make it. And believe me, friends, we certainly try to make it difficult. We will throw the kitchen sink (laughs) at this before we take the steps Christ really wants us to embrace. We can love our neighbor as ourselves, and we can love God as God loves us if we take seriously the transformative calling of our faith. So why don't we make love simpler? Let us make love simple by believing it with our hearts, with our minds, with our souls, and with our hands that follow the ministry of Jesus Christ. Hands and feet that offer healing instead of hurt. So let us go and love our neighbors as ourselves, as God loves us. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.